ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling Podcast. I am so excited about today's episode, which is holiday hospitality. If you have been around here very long, you know that hospitality is so near and dear to my heart for so many reasons. Foundational reason, God says we need to extend hospitality. And what God says, we need to do. Um, But building on that, One of the reasons that I love hospitality so much is because it has just been a way that I have been able to minister in this season of life. And I don't say this to excuse any other season of life. We should always be given to hospitality, no matter what our life looks like, Um, whether you are, you know, further down the road in age to me, whether you're an empty nester, whether you're a single lady, whether you have no children, whatever, we should all extend hospitality. But in my life, Hospitality has been such a blessing because I have lots of littles. And so sometimes that keeps me from doing certain ministries that require not having a bunch of littles in tow. Um, But hospitality is something that not only can I do from the comfort of my home, um, and, and with my little ones around, I can involve my little ones. And that has been a blessing to me time and time again. Um, so throughout the podcast, we have talked about so many different angles of hospitality on my website and the different resources that God has allowed me to put together. One of those is a digital hospitality guide. And ladies, that is just, that's one of my favorite resources. I just poured myself into that. And that really was just the overflow of so much that God has been teaching me about hospitality, about the ministry, some ins and outs of how to make it practical, um, some different meal plans and different things on there. But it's just, it's a huge thing on my heart. And I'm excited to really, in this month of December, get super specific in an area of hospitality which is holiday hospitality. So we're just going to talk about kind of some different things that we have done out of our home that we have tried to uh, to minister through hospitality during the Christmas season. Now, maybe some of these you're going to be like, that's just not practical for my season of life. That's not something that I can attempt. Um, but I'm going to try to give kind of a variety of things that we have been able to be involved in. And maybe one of those will just kind of connect with you and you can be like, hey, that is a way that I can minister in this Christmas season. Now, I think as we talk about ministering in the Christmas season, extending hospitality, I think one of the first things that comes to our minds as women, as wives, as moms, as people just busy, as busy ladies managing households, whatever your household looks like, is slam the brakes. Did you just say extend hospitality during the holiday season? Like maybe some of us are like, okay, well, I am feeding my family Christmas dinner, so check, like that's hospitality. And maybe that's all you can handle in this season. And great that that in and of itself is a huge blessing. And I'm, I love that we take care of that need for our family in making the, the holiday itself special. But I think the holidays so quickly get overwhelmed with, with parties, with events, with here and there and this and that, that so often we just 
we, we can't breathe through them. And we often get this feeling of like, well, the month of December is kind of like a unique month. It's a special month. It's set apart from all the other months. And in a certain way it is. We are celebrating the the birth of our Savior, the coming of our Savior, and and so much of that. And there are unique parts that play into this Christmas season that are, it's different than January or March or July. Um, but it, it I don't mean that it's different in a sense of, well, we just need to stop ministering to people, stop letting our family minister to people because we're just too busy with gift giving or with, with shopping or things like that. No, we should just minister. We should minister within the walls of our home and outside of the walls of our home during the month of December, like we do any other time. Um, I don't think that celebrating Christ coming to earth to extend the greatest gift of hospitality, which was his very life. They, out of out of the overpouring of his love for us, he not just gave us a meal, he gave us his life. I don't think that's an excuse for us to say, well, Lord, I'm just going to not extend hospitality during this season because I'm busy. Um, I, I think it's something that we need to make priority. We need to figure out how we can include this as as a part of our life all year round, um, even during this time of the holidays. Um, but like I said, I understand that there are different seasons and you don't have to have this elaborate fancy party to to be able to check off hospitality. So I'm going to give several different ways that we have been able to extend hospitality throughout the years um, through just our life. And, and it has looked different. You know, there was a season where Simeon and I were first married and we were dirt poor and we had a teeny tiny house. And then there were seasons where we had, you know, Eden was born on Black Friday. So there was a season that I had a newborn at Christmas and, you know, we didn't do a lot of big fancy hospitality then. Um, and, you know, now we're in a season where we're in the midst of a move. And so it looks different. Um, but let's dive into just some fun, different ways that you can show hospitality throughout the holidays. So I think one of the first things that uh, we did one time was a Christmas cookie exchange. So I just invited a couple moms over. They brought their kids. We all just brought some cookies to exchange. And you know what? There, some were homemade. Some were store bought. Some were store bought in the you know plastic store container. Some were store bought and put out on a nice dish. That didn't really matter. That was not the big concern. What what mattered was that we were all there together and that we were enjoying each other's fellowship and company. And so I, I love that the cookie whatever cookie you brought was not a hurdle to the moms. I loved that. Hey, we just, we came with what we were able to do in that season and we enjoyed it. We enjoyed the fellowship. Our kids had fun. Um, I think we, we, I had gotten some like Christmas books from the library. So we read some Christmas books together. We sang some Christmas hymns together and we swapped cookies and it took like an hour and a half of time. Now, afterwards, there were a lot of cookie crumbs to sweep off my living room floor. Um, but that was just a fun way that the kids got to get involved. You know, we cleaned together, we made our cookies together, and we were able to extend holiday hospitality um, through doing a play date cookie exchange. So that was something that was really fun. Um, another thing that another mom 
that is local to us has been able to kind of orchestrate is Christmas caroling. Um, so she kind of just did the same thing. We have this mom group on Facebook. I think I've mentioned that before. Um, kind of local community moms. And I uh, admin that with two other ladies. So one of the other admins. Usually every Christmas gets together this little caroling activity where whoever wants to um, will just come. The moms come with their kiddos. And we either travel around to a couple different houses of some elderly people people that are in our area. Sometimes we go to a nursing home. Um, But in this sense, we're really bringing that hospitality kind of outside of our home to someone that it's difficult for them to leave their residence. So, you know, that can be something simple as singing some some carols and giving out candy canes. Or maybe you bake some cookies and you can pass those out to people. Um, But that has been such a sweet way, again, to get the kiddos involved, um, to extend hospitality, to show love for sometimes people that are kind of neglected during this season, you know, maybe families moved away, um, you know, maybe they're in a nursing home and it's just difficult to get to them. So that's been a a unique way that we've been able to kind of get involved into bringing cheer to other people. Another one is you can make, like this was kind of along the lines of Carolyn, but you can uh, make something and take it somewhere to be a blessing. So I think the first thing that comes to mind at Christmas is usually Christmas cookies. Um, So you can make Christmas cookies and do up a tray. You can give those to your neighbors. You know, uh, sometimes it's hard with your neighbors Uh, it's crazy. I don't know if you're like me, Um, but we have some space between our house and our neighbor's homes where we kind of like see each other from a distance periodically, not periodically, like every day. And, you know, we wave and we're cordial and smile, but it's not like we engage in conversation a lot. Um, And, you know, it's usually only if like, hey, I I desperately need an egg or just something like that. Um, So it's not usually kind of like a a conversation to where you can use it kind of for a gospel opportunity. So it's wonderful to use this holiday season to to do that, to give you, um, not that we need kind of like an excuse to share the gospel, but hey, we're making Christmas cookies and we're going to take them to our neighbors and we're going to, you know, share with them how, you know, what the Lord means to us, how we're celebrating him during this Christmas season. So it's a great way to be able to extend hospitality and reach out to your neighbors. Um, you can also do it, um, you know, for teachers, Sunday school teachers, school teachers, you can do it for community service helpers. I'm thinking, you know, take those cookies to the police station, take them to the fire station. Um, I'm trying to think about people in our community. You know, one time we, <laughs> I was a kid, we did this. We actually made some cookies and left them in our mailbox with a little note for our mail carrier and, you know, a gospel track in there, just wishing them a Merry Christmas. And, you know, you're a librarian. We go to story time every week so we could take our librarian. We know her, you know, we've, we've been seeing her for weeks now, um, really for months. And so it just, it gives it a little opportunity, a window of opportunity. This hospitality, it just kind of like opens that door that we can then walk through with the gospel. And, and I love that. That's one of my favorite things about hospitality. Jesus shows this again and again throughout his ministry, how that he used food to open doors to have more of an intimate conversation with people, whether it was his disciples, whether it was people on a hillside he was ministering to, um, that food was an avenue that um, gave him the opportunity to settle hearts, sit down for a minute, let's talk, let me share my heart with you. And and we can do that through hospitality, whether it's, hey, come into my house, we're going to have a meal, 
or even if it's a, you know, a small opportunity, like, Hey, I'm going to run down to the police station and give out these cookies, leave some tracks, wish them a Merry Christmas. Let them know we, we're thankful for what you do. We're praying for you. There's just, there's so many ways that I think if we ask God to show us, especially in this holiday season, when people tend to be more open and receptive to the gospel and things like that, where we can just say, God, as a family, get together and say, God, how can we use this month? How can we use Christmas time? How can we use um, this season to further the gospel, to utilize these opportunities that you've given us to be a blessing to other people? And I think it would be so neat if you prayed that prayer at the beginning to then be able as a family to watch God answer that prayer and be very aware of that. And if your children aren't aware of that, make sure you tell them like, hey, we've been praying for an opportunity. And look, you know, we ran down to the to the police station, not knowing who would be there. And the police chief just happened to be there. And we got to actually talk to him or, you know, the neighbors. Maybe, you know, I don't know if they're going to be home when we go. We might just have to leave it on the porch, but you knock in their home and you have a good window of opportunity to be able to share the gospel. And, and you know, maybe somebody gets saved. All glory to the Lord. Praise to him for answering that prayer. God wants to answer that prayer. You pray that God will allow you to use holiday hospitality to make an impact for the gospel's sake, God will answer. We just need to do our part to follow through and then to be aware for that. And ladies, when he does answer, gather your family together and, and again and praise him. That's something that we've been working on in our own home, not just in regards to holiday hospitality, but in, in life in general. When we are praying for something and God answers, if we need to spend more time praising him for answering the prayer than we did praying for it. I think it's important in teaching this next generation that we make that connection, that we don't just say, oh, pray about it, pray about it, pray about it. And then when God answers, we're just like, well, that was coincidental. I'm glad that's taken care of. No, that was God. Sit your family down and be like, look, God answers prayer. We literally watched God move and work through our family. What can we pray for next? What can we look for? And you know what? That creates this anticipation, this this spirit of looking for opportunities, looking to watch God work. And what better thing could you do during this Christmas season as you are trying to, to show your children the love of Christ, to use the Christmas story to tie in not just as baby in a manger, but but a Christ who died for our sins, who redeemed mankind unto himself, who is coming again. What better way to show him is to show them the truth of that than by giving them a real God, a real God who is hearing and working and listening. I just think it's that's beautiful, a beautiful opportunity that that we can have. Um, so those are just some kind of, you know, smaller ideas of ways that you can get your family involved. I want to share kind of at the end here a really big thing um, that we have done. And it is big and it has <laughs> gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Um but it has just been the highlight of, of our Christmas, the absolute highlight. Here we are about to head to the mission field. And I, when we realized that we were going to be home in December, I told Simeon, I said, if we do nothing else, we are doing our annual Christmas party because like, it's just not Christmas without our Christmas party. It is so much fun. So this is just kind of a lighthearted, this is something that we've done and 
If you want to do it in your own way, go for it. If you're like, whoa, that's too much, um, then hey, that's fine too. But this has been so fun. So we do. We do an annual Christmas party. We've been married eight years, I believe. Eight. I think I think it's eight. Uh, so we've been married eight years. Um, this, I think we might, I'm trying to think if the first year that we did it was, I think the first year that we did it was the year we got married. I was trying to remember if we did it maybe before we got married when we were engaged, but I don't think so. I think the first year was when we got married. So we've had like eight of these Christmas parties, seven or eight. But um, yes, when we first got married, we lived in this itty bitty house. Um, but you know, we were in that stage of life. We had graduated college. We had a bunch of other friends that had graduated college and we're all like newly married, um, newly married couples. And at that time we had actually been doing like a monthly game night where people would come to our house. So that kind of spilled over into this Christmas party. So we were like, okay, we're gonna have this Christmas party. We're gonna invite our friends. Our house was so small. And I, (laughs) I look back on memories and I'm like, I, I literally do not know how we fit everybody in our home. But I mean, we packed out that little bitty house. I mean, there like there was barely anywhere to sit. And if you wanted to like walk from room to room, we had to completely rearrange seating so that somebody could walk through. We were like so sardined in there, but it was so fun. We have so many wonderful memories and I'm so thankful that I did not let that be a hurdle to me giving out hospitality. The fact that my house was small and it wasn't even like a super nice house. You know, I'm I'm thankful that we, we started this and did it. So we do a couple really fun, unique things at our Christmas party. We do games so I always try to come up with like new, unique Christmas games. And there's a billion out there. I usually get on Pinterest and try to find something new. Um, so we always play some Christmas games. We always have a contest. So like the first four or five years, this was really easy. Because it was just your normal like, okay, ugly sweater contest. Um, we did the craziest Christmas contest. We did the best Christmas cookie contest. Um, I'm trying to think. Those are the top ones that come to mind. But like those were your kind of normal, easy contests. We always have like a big winner. You usually get like a Chick-fil-A gift card if you win. So so it was really fun kind of bringing some competition into the Christmas party. But then I never wanted to repeat a competition because – as the years have went, you know, some people have moved away and, you know, new friends have replaced them. Um, but there are a few that are still like our core group that have been to every Christmas party that we've ever had. So I try to keep like a new competition. Um, but yeah, we had done all the like normal traditional ones. So we had to start thinking out of side of the box. Um, so like one year, (laughs) one year we did this game where like the husband and wife had to stand beside each other and put that arm around each other and then you had an oven mitt on your free hand and you were blindfolded so together with like this oven mitt and blindfolds you had to wrap no I don't I don't think we had oven mitts on for this one scratch that um because that sounds impossible so you did not have an oven mitt on but you were blindfolded and you were like holding your spouse with your other arm you had to one of your hands and one of his hands you had to wrap a present together and then at the end we like voted on who had the best wrapped present we did the same type of thing um with decorating a Christmas cookie standing there with your spouse blindfolded and you had to together decorate a Christmas cookie uh, so we've just done, we've done some really different things and it's been so fun. We laugh. It's just good to like let go and have silly, fun, like wholesome fun. Um, 
that, you know, it, and I think sometimes we, like, the world presents as fun. Like, oh, well, you have to have, you have to have alcohol. You have to have party scene. You have to have this to, like, have a good party. No, you don't. We have had some stellar parties. And, and we've just had just fun. Good, clean fun. Um, so I always do a contest. We do games. Um, we always do a gift exchange. So usually we do guys gift exchange and girls gift exchange. And that's just worked best because guys get gifts for guys and they know what to buy. And then the girls get the gifts for girls and we're not stuck with like this guy gift. Um, so that's been fun. We usually somehow figure out a game on how to exchange the presents. So that's neat. You know, you kind of get to leave with something special. Um, we always have a theme for whatever the food is. And again, that one we've kind of started looping back because we've done like, you know, Feliz Navidad Mexican. <laughs> we've done Italian. We did breakfast one time. Um, we've done appetizers. Uh, we did like a Southern home cooking style. Um, we did, oh, the, one year we did pie themed. So it was like pizza pie, chicken pot pie, um, like fruit dessert pies. Um, so that was kind of fun. That was like a unique that, that was when I was like, okay, I'm getting desperate for like a new theme. So we went with pies. Um, but man, that party is such a blast. I look forward to that. And it takes planning. It takes preparing. Um, and and it, it takes a lot of work. But we love it. And it's just a wonderful opportunity. You know, some of those friends, that life gets busy. Um, and, and though they're still near and dear to our hearts, some of them we would even still say are like best friends to us. We don't get to hang out that often, um, especially the ones that have kids. That just, that takes up a lot of your time. And usually, you know, so-and-so's just busy doing life with their kids and we're busy doing life with our kids. But it's a night, you know, maybe the one night a year where, you know, our kids usually go and spend the night at the grandparents because we party way late into the night. Um, So they just spend the night at the grandparents and we have a blast with uh, with our friends. And I think last year was the biggest group that we've ever had now, in the house that we're in now, we actually have a really big living room. Um, so that's been a blessing. We just totally like rearrange furniture and push it all around the walls and add chairs. And I think we had 22 people. I believe. Um, we, we, when it first started, I think we had like 12 and then, you know, it, it, I, every year I come to Simeon and I'm like, okay, I know we were really tight last year, but there's like two new couples that are really good friends that didn't come last year. And I really want to add them. So he's like, all right, well, if we could fit 12, surely we could fit like 14 or 16. So we invite them. And then the next year I'm like, so we have a few more new friends. And so I think we're looking at like 18 or 20. He's like, well, you know, if we fit 16, then we could fit 18 or 20. And then here we are at like 22. And oh my goodness, this year, whoo, especially with us leaving, I'm like, we just got to invite everybody. Um, we've even talked about like getting a, a different location, um, to, to try to do this so we can have all of our friends, but we also have to keep a budget friendly. So we just pack into our living room. Um, but it has been the absolute highlight. It like of all the hospitality that we do in a year, that is the pinnacle, um, of, of fun and of work, but it's totally worth it. Anyway, maybe that just gave you an idea of something that you want to try. And if you have ideas of ways that you extend holiday hospitality, I would love to hear your ideas. Um, send me an email, podcast at gmail.com. Message me on Instagram. Um, I'm always looking for more ideas on how we can extend hospitality because it is. It is such a passion on my heart. 
and just such a, a real way that we can bless others, that we can encourage others, that we can share the gospel with others. But ladies, I'm telling you, whatever hurdle you have to to extending hospitality, and way back early in the podcast, I actually did an episode with Marcy Carol Fowler on hospitality hurdles, simplified hospitality, I believe is what it's called. And we presented some of the top reasons why ladies feel like they cannot extend hospitality. And and we kind of debunked those and worked through, okay, how can we get outside the box and think through this? Whatever your reason is, why you feel like it's difficult to extend hospitality, work through that. Ask God to either help you figure out a better way to navigate that or how to change that. Or maybe you got to ask God to change your heart. You know, there was a time where I was just like, we don't have enough space or, you know, my space isn't nice enough. It's not beautiful. It's not what I wanted. Um, and, and that was pride in my heart. And God really had to root that out of me to be able to fully extend hospitality in this way. But all that to say, if there's something cropping in your mind, you're like, well, that sounds fun, but, you know, I don't know. Um, ask God to just give you wisdom and to be willing to show hospitality. Um, because I'll tell you, time and time again, ladies, we seek to be a blessing. We seek to minister through this hospitality. And every single time, people leave, the party's over, the friends go, and we just sit as a family and we're like, wow. We were blessed so much. We were encouraged. The people that we opened our home to with a desire to bless them, (laughs) they left. Hopefully they left blessed. But we remain being so blessed, being encouraged, being just full of the the fellowship of, of other believers. And I'm not even saying here that we only have to restrict holiday hospitality to believers, whether that's outside your home or inside your home. You know, I, we talked about um, some community ways outside your home, and obviously not everybody in the community is going to be a Christian, but even within within your home, um, you know, use discretion, but there's ways that you can extend that holiday hospitality to unbelievers to allow them to see a Christian home, to, to kind of enter into that more intimate space. You know, sometimes we're like, well, our home is like our safe space. Um, but, but it's a beautiful way to let someone who does not know Christ come in and see a difference. When someone comes in your home as a Christian, there should, there should be a different spirit about it, a different atmosphere. There should be something where they say, wow, this is different. And, and honestly, they should say, wow, this is beautiful. You know, a Christian home where we're not perfect. We are not perfect. You come to our house for anything, but you come to our house for hospitality. And while we're probably, hopefully everyone's been instructed to put their best foot forward, you're not going to find perfect. Um, you know, I just, I think you know, that's something we're working on as adults. It's something we got to train our little ones for a long time. My Ivy Jade, uh, she, when she was little, like when it was bedtime, she was ready for bedtime. And when she was ready for company to leave, she'd sit by the door and she'd just look at people and just bye, bye. Like, please leave now. You know, we had to work on like, that's not super polite, honey. Um, you know, but, but just, just embrace it, especially in this holiday season. Ask God as a family, how can we use this to, to minister, to share the gospel, and you will receive a blessing. And it's, I don't know that addicting is the right word, but it almost is. Like I said, like I, we can't imagine a Christmas without a Christmas party, as much work as it takes. And it takes some sacrifice. It takes money to, to buy the gift, to feed the people, um, to host all of that. 
But it's worth it because we've seen year after year after year um, that it blesses other people and it is a it is it's such a blessing to us. So in this holiday season, um, ask the Lord, how can we show hospitality? Help me get creative. Help me think outside of the box. Work on my heart. And let's think of ways that we can extend holiday hospitality. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.